You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Happy Friday, everybody. Got a little bit of news concerning Matt's Steelers. Uh, Shocking release of guard David DeCastro that I think we've got to get into a little bit. And of course, we're going to finish up part two of our wide receiver draft. We're looking at rest of career wide receivers, how we would rank those guys. And so we're doing it in sort of a draft format, just me and Matt going back and forth here. And we've got the top 15 done. you got to go listen to yesterday's episode, Thursday's episode, if you want to hear the top 15. If you don't want spoilers there, and I'm about to spoil the top 15, then we'll do 16 through 30 on today's program at BD Peacock is where you can find me on Twitter. Matt, you can find at Williamson NFL. First, the latest news in the league, Matt. Pittsburgh Steelers have released guard David DeCastro straight from the Pittsburgh Steelers at Steelers on Twitter. I did not expect it. It wasn't like something where, hey, uh, David DeCastro is looking for a new contract, might get released, uh, and then maybe there's some retirement involved here. What's going on with David DeCastro and that Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line? Uh, that's, a, that's a new look front going on over there in Pittsburgh. Oh, sure is. And it's not a bad blood thing or a money thing or anything like that. DeCastro played the majority of last year with a really bad ankle, and it showed. It was his worst year for sure. You know, before that, he was re- incredibly consistent six-time Pro Bowler, one of the better guards of this generation, you know, behind Zach Martin and some others Absolutely. for sure. Um, but yeah, had a, has had a really good career. Um, but this ankle just won't go away after the season. He wasn't uh, participating in OTAs or minicamp. The Steelers kind of downplayed it when people asked him about it. Um, but quietly, they brought in Trey Turner last week and, you know, talked to him a little bit. And then DeCastro comes out today and says... I need another ankle surgery. You know, I thought I'd be fine. This thing just isn't recovering. Oh. And then someone asked him, you know, are you considering retirement? And he said, well, if maybe, you know, I mean, if this thing doesn't work out, possibly. I mean, it, it's a real problem and it's not getting better. He's not young. Um, he's a really smart guy from Stanford. And that line that didn't change for so many years is a really tight net unit that Ramon Foster left a year ago. He was the left guard. Villanueva and Pouncey left this year, and DeCastro, the four of them have been together for a really long time, and now all his buds are gone. Um, the Steelers open up some cap space by letting him go, but no one's going to be picking him up for a while. I mean, it, this ankle is a big problem. Is this going to be a, a season ender for him anyway with the ankle, or is this something that he can come back from? Have you seen any sort of uh, 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 projected that timeline for that? That I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I think somebody tweeted me whenever I retweeted Schefter of the news. Oh, cue up the Niners are interested in DeCastro. <laughs> you know, it just so happens our two teams are here because he's a Stanford, Stanford guy or whatever. Yeah. But, man, I mean, if, if he's getting surgery soon, could he be ready by week one for anybody? And I, I don't think, you know, retiring is out of the question. So Trey Turner, who was on our list of all free agent team, by the way, did they sign yeah, him after team. the Castro release or was that before our, was he ineligible for our team? No, we got him. We got him under the buzzer. Okay. So in our draft, he was eligible. Um, I guess we could pick up the Castro then too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the team. David right. Castro. Turner's like fine. He's played a lot of snaps <laughs> at right guard. That's at the Castro spot. 
Uh, this line's in flux. There's no doubt about it. There's a new line coach. There's a new offensive scheme. Um, one thing I say a lot of around here is a, a big reason to me why there's a new line coach and a new offensive coordinator is so many of their runs last year were very passive. They weren't coming off the ball and attacking. They were draws and things like that. And I think that's going to change. And there will also be a lot more motion and things like that that help. But without question, I mean, I'm not going to candy coat it. The line is very young. It's a work in progress. And it's a worry. Even before the DeCastro thing, I was worried about the Steelers' offensive line. And I thought that Najee Harris, a running back in the first round, was a little bit of a luxury pick or maybe a cop-out even where it's like, look, we we can't fix the whole line, so let's get a better running back and get a tight end in round two and hope that the Mm -hmm. line is okay enough. You know, maybe we fix all – maybe we help all five linemen a little bit by having a great running back. I don't know. I I would have gone offensive line there. They did draft Kendrick Green, who I really liked. I thought that was a fantastic pick in the third round, who I assume is going to – jump into the starting lineup at some point very soon, whether that's uh, center or maybe now at guard. But the line is definitely an issue for the Steelers. And if you're going to point to something, and you know, Big Ben obviously has all those injuries starting to pile up now on him, that's the big worry for this team, right? It is. It's very much a work in progress. I mean, and these guys aren't household names, but I'll tell you they're higher on a guy like Zach Banner then people know, I'm not saying he's Orlando Pace, but you know people just kind of look at him and say, oh, he's going to be terrible. They like him a lot. They gave him money. Um, I thought the guards would be quite good. Dotson, the, the rookie from a year ago, is a keeper, but now it'll be fine. You know, I, I assumed DeCastro was going to get back to a Pro Bowl level. Well, I was wrong about that, so we'll see. I mean, uh, a lot of moving parts. They have some depth guys. I mean, so, but nobody, there's no Pro Bowlers here. Real quick, this story that came down from after we recorded yesterday. From Schefter, the NFL approved alternate helmets for teams wearing throwback uniforms. The the Steelers, do they even have a throwback uniform? Do they have an alternate helmet? They've been wearing this helmet for so long. I don't think there's an alternate helmet. I mean, do you remember the Bumblebee uniform? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, yes. I love the Bumblebee uniforms. Yeah. That's the throwback, but that's from like the 50s or 40s. I mean, that was like when the team was started. So... Things don't change much around here. Yeah, so the helmet for that is probably one of those that just is a, a one color, doesn't have a logo, right? Right, right. Leather, you know, right. That's funny. All right, good stuff. I uh, can't wait for the, <laughs> the return of the Bumblebees, see what helmet goes along with that one now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've seen a lot of fun mock-ups and a lot of folks reminiscing about some old uniforms. I mean, for me, and, and I'm sure it's this way for anybody, and when they grew up and whatever the first uniforms were, but those late 80s uniforms, like bring them all back. I love them. And the helmets, too. I, right. I, this isn't really one of my things, you know, jerseys and helmets and whatnot, but some of those old helmets are cool. And I, I often think about my 14-year-old son or people that age who didn't see those. And if it, you know, it picks up a little interest to people that age, whoa, that's cool. I'm going to watch a little bit longer or pay a little bit more attention because it looks different and they eventually become fans. Great. Um, you know, being born in 73, my favorite jerseys, without question, were the Dan Fouts Charger teams, you know, because they also scored a million points back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were fun to root for. Th- those are good ones, yeah. And I'm glad the Chargers went back to some some powder blue there with mm-hmm. their uniforms. And you're seeing a lot of teams go back. I think they jumped the shark a little bit with some uniforms there, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. There were some bad ideas, that, and I think they're sort of rolling some of those ideas back. And, and teams like the the Steelers that just stayed classic skated through that. And they, that's why I love that team. And they've 
won and they've never been bad and they've been consistent with their uniforms. And it's like you can just count on the Steelers being the Steelers. And so hopefully that streak of, you know, not having terrible seasons continues for them. And actually, we've got a question about that that we'll hit on. Twitter Tuesday next week, but let's jump into this. Let's not waste any more time getting to part two of our wide receiver, rest of career wide yeah. receiver draft. I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games. UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available. They've got lines on it at Bet Online. You've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams. Over under win totals on your favorite team. Rookie of the year, MVP, and Super Bowl champion. So uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online, your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, last chance. Spoiler here. You want to go back to yesterday's episode and hear the top 15 and our reasonings there before I jump into this. Number one, Matt had the first pick. We just went back and forth. Matt's got the odds. I've got the evens here, and it's not really a competition, but we're just kind of, no. who are the top receivers? How would you draft these guys versus some veteran wide receivers in the NFL? There's some really good veterans still on our list that are available here that have not shown up in our top 30 wide receivers. Uh, and it went like this. A.J. Brown won, Justin Jefferson two. DK Metcalf, three, Devontae Adams, four, Tyreek Hill, five, C.D. Lamb, six, Stephon Diggs, seven, Calvin Ridley, eight, Terry McLaurin, nine, Michael Thomas, 10, Mike Evans, 11, Chris Godwin, 12, Jamar Chase, 13, Brandon Ayuk, 14, and DJ Moore, 15. And that means I'm up with pick 16 in this draft there. After you slept on it, Matt, do you think there was anything weird about that top 15? Or are you feeling good about it? I'm feeling real good about it. And there's, I'm actually more excited about the next 15, you know, like obviously the top of any draft, the fantasy draft, I mean, the NFL draft, it gets kind of chalky. Everybody knows the names, but we may pull some names out here that people might not realize what their true value is right now. I mean, these guys are, this is how valuable they are for the rest of their career and how I think the NFL might judge them in a way. Uh, I am going to, and this is one of those where it gets really tough because we've already had a rookie that's never played it down in the NFL on this list in the top 15. Right. There's a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who I'm going to take here at 16, who's 29 years old. He's not young. Maybe he falls off a cliff really soon, but uh, we've talked about what skill sets help a player decline slower, and I just I don't see DeAndre Hopkins slowing down anytime soon. Maybe he's only got three or four good years left, but who knows? Some of these young guys that we've already put up here in the top 15, never have great years like DeAndre Hopkins has put up. So I'll take rest of career DeAndre Hopkins here and put him in at number 16. Yeah, he kind of stuck out like a, a sore thumb. It, it kind of reminded me of Thursday of NFL draft night. Everybody goes home after the first round's in the books, and you look at your board, and there's just one guy sitting there atop the, the second round that everyone's looking at like, wow, how did he not go in the first round? You know, mm -hmm. and, and Hopkins is 29 years old. But you're right. He doesn't rely on speed. He doesn't even really get open now. <laughs> you know, he never did, and so it doesn't matter if he right. stops getting open. Yeah, it's sort of a Larry Fitzgerald thing it, it, to, to right. a certain degree, although Fitzgerald got open a lot more, had a little bit more quicks. But the, the athleticism was never the standout trait for 
uh, either one of those guys. No, 100% right. And they fade away slow. And he already is. He's still great. Um, the guy I'm taking here, I think, is slightly similar because he's such a good contested catch guy. Allen Robinson, um, two years younger. He's, he's 27 years old. He, he almost, it, it's like, uh, you ha- almost have to say he's never had a good quarterback. I mean, everyone <laughs> in the world says that when you mention this guy, but it's 100% true. He's a great, great player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was between those two guys. And those, was it? Th- when we reshuffled the boards here overnight in part two of this, Allen Robinson and DeAndre Hopkins just stuck out. And the, the consistency for both of those guys and Allen Robinson, I mean, who knows? Maybe he decides, hey, maybe I will stick around in uh, Chicago now if Justin Fields is that guy and can get him right. the ball even more. That that Bears team is going to be fun to watch this year. I can't wait to see how that all comes together with Robinson playing underneath the uh, franchise tag right now. Although, they still could get a deal done, right? I, I just saw the, the deadlines. I think the deadline's coming up pretty soon for them to f- do something. Or maybe it's already passed. Hmm, I'm not positive on that, anyway, but, but yeah. uh, I mean, I bet he's a lot happier now than he was a couple months ago. Yes, <laughs> excited about the direction of uh, the quarterback room, I'm sure, for the Chicago Bears. I love Allen Robinson. He's been so good for so long. hope he does get some great quarterback play. Let's see. Do I go young? Do I, do I stick with some of the veteran players that are on this list? Uh, there's some names I really like that haven't gone yet that I'm high on but haven't proven it, and there's so many players that have proven it in the NFL um, that, that that I'm very tempted to take here. But I'm going to go young, and I'm going to go really young. I'm going to go all the way to rookie Devontae mm. Smith. Ooh. And I thought Devontae Smith stood out above all other Alabama receivers, including the guy Waddle who went in front of him this year, including the two guys who went in the first round last year and Judy and Ruggs. Devontae Smith is a better player than all of them. Yeah, he's skinny, but it didn't matter. And I'm not sure it's going to matter in the NFL either. So 22-year-old Devontae Smith, he's just too good. So I'll take that rest of career at number 18. Okay, uh, which is funny. I mean, I'm taking Jerry Judy, and and I was I would have taken him over Smith as well. I agree that Smith is the best player of all those guys. I don't agree that he's the best prospect, and a lot of it's just the size, BMI, all that stuff. And what a, without you even taking Smith, I was planning on talking up Judy by saying, with all respect to C.D. Lamb, you know, one year ago, it's only been one year, Judy was my favorite receiver coming into the league. Slightly. Him and Lamb were very close. They were neck and neck at that point. And I know he had some drops, but Judy didn't really change my mind with one year of NFL play. He looked great. His quarterback was terrible. And he had a lot of drops. And he still produced pretty well. So I I think Judy is somebody, if, if he was a stock right now, I bet his stock's a little low and I'd be buying it. I was about to take Judy. I was going to go Bama back-to-back, oh, really? back, and I was going to say, you know, I like Devontae Smith more, but I like Judy a lot. And I thought Judy and CeeDee Lamb were both top 10 prospects last year. They were 1A and 1B. They were literally back-to-back on my big board for NFL prospects and the top two receiver prospects. And I think Judy is absolutely the stock anybody should be buying in their fantasy leagues and buy low on that stock right now because Jerry Judy belongs in those conversations still. And uh, he has such great feet and his ability to to get open uh, I think we haven't seen to its fullest extent yet in the NFL. Right. And I think year two could be a huge breakout year for him. Obviously, a lot depends on the quarterback situation with the Denver Broncos. I love this selection by you. I was going to take him next. He deserves to be on our list for sure. And uh, not he had a lot of drops, but he also had the most, I think he had something like 20-something 
uncatchable targets last year. Too. Oh, I bet. So, like, like just league. his clean up a couple drops, better quarterback play, and you, you just see his efficiency shoot through the roof, even from last year without him getting any better, and I'm sure he is a lot better this year. I think he needs to focus a little bit less on seven-on-seven seven and just, like, cr- crossing guys over and breaking ankles. It's like, look, your feet are too good. Get out of that break. You know, don't don't worry about juking that guy so hard with your routes because he can do that. And I think he gets yeah. a little bit caught up in that in time. And he needs to be a little better in con- contested catch situations, which might be the thing that dogs him and it keeps him down on this list throughout his career. But love the pick of Jerry Judy. When we do this a year from now, and he's not the only one you could say it for, I could absolutely see him being a slam dunk top five pick. Absolutely. Right. He could jump. Yeah. I mean, we have CD Lamb at number six on this. And Judy's. A year ago, we had him right there with him or a little bit above him, and I'm sure he'll jump right back into that conversation this year. That's how confident I am in that. Yeah. You're up. This is tough because I was uh, was about to go Judy. Yeah, that's okay, though. He deserves to be there, so that's good. Um, You know what? There's another guy that is in that same tier of – I mean, very similar, actually, to me. You know what? I'm going to pat. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, see, this is where it gets difficult. Deontay Johnson. It, it, yeah. You could say almost what we said about Jerry Judy about Deontay Johnson, the drops. Um, the drops, yeah. But how good he is and and how some consistency could really just push him way up this list. Um, if you're doing dynasty leagues, uh, Deontay Johnson's a really nice sleeper because he's not getting talked about high enough, but you can draft him you know, outside the top 20 players. And I think rest of career... I'll take Dante Johnson, uh, Deontay Johnson. I just, uh, I love his ability. I think he's legit. You are close to the Steelers. Is this too high for Deontay Johnson? I just feel like it's poetic for him and Jerry Judy to go back to back because I, I find their prospectus going forward to be somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it in this neighborhood at all. Drops were a problem, but they were really over like a three-game stretch. You know, it wasn't like it was from start to finish or throughout his entire career. And I should I was going to say this with Judy too. Drops are one of the more overrated stats because to get dropped, like Wes Welker had a ton of drops. But he also had a million targets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in order to get a lot of drops, that means targets tell you more what teams think of you than drops. You know I mean? Is it a, a big deal? Sure. But it's not the biggest deal. And speaking of targets, I mean, the games that Johnson was healthy, which was a lot, he led the team in targets far and away week after week. I mean, I'm not saying he's Antonio Brown, but they used him like Antonio Brown. He's clearly their number one receiver. And he jumped over Juju Smith-Schuster, even though oh, yeah. he was drafted after him, and they're the same age because Juju came into the league so young. But Deontay's the number one, right? He is. He is, without question. I mean, I, I, Claypool's name's going to get mentioned here at some point, I'm sure, in the show. And he's a very different type of player but Johnson is the target hog, hog for sure. That brings us to number 20 at one, Matt. Who you got here? <sighs> going to keep that Bama thing going and go Jalen Waddle. I liked Waddle more than Smith. Um, I think just his speed and explosion and ability with the ball in his hands makes him very valuable for a long time. And, of course, he's super young. The Tyreek Hill comparisons you know just because the dynamic athlete what he can do with the ball in his hands and get deep um the the thing is he's the one that's had the injury concerns not his skinny teammate in Devontae Smith and even 
at his own school, Devontae Smith was the dude, and he was the number one, and Waddle was the number two. So I, I always find that kind of stuff interesting, and that doesn't mean that's the way it's going to be in the NFL, but all those, and Henry Ruggs we haven't brought up, and he was uh, drafted the first wide receiver before yeah, right, right. Judy and uh, and Lamb last year. We haven't brought him up yet, and so I wonder if he'll make this list. I have, I have a feeling he's not going to, but those Bama wide receivers are going to be fun because those guys are all studs and, and ridiculously good and ridiculously athletic. Yeah, we just took three of them in the last four picks, and it is it isn't easy to decipher between them. And I still have a little bit of hope for Rugs too. Like I don't think he's going to get picked today, but he's no slouch. He does some good stuff, you know. Um, as for Smith versus Waddle, if this were fantasy, I would take Smith, but in our exercise, I'll take Waddle. Amari Cooper's still only 27 years old. He's put up a lot of big seasons in the NFL. And, hey, he's still the Dallas Cowboys number one. We'll see how long he can fend off C.D. Lamb there. But, I mean, we're talking about 15 spots later than it took Lamb for Amari Cooper to go. And he might be uh, the guy that's still getting targeted ahead of him on the same team in the NFL. So, Amari Cooper, I mean, he's got to come off the board here. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like I'm a little rough on him. Like I did my receiver ranks and he was the one everyone said, why are you so hard on Amari Cooper? You know, like I just think there's some inconsistencies there and and he is a little bit of a tease because I think he could be a top five type receiver, but that doesn't mean he's not a top 10 receiver. You know what I mean? Like I'm a little hard on him and maybe I need to take a step back. Yeah, maybe um, a little hard on Amari Cooper, maybe too high on another Alabama. I mean, speaking of Alabama, geez, uh, and another Alabama guy in Calvin Ridley who went number eight. How much difference is there if you swap teams, swap schemes, quarterbacks, whatever, between Ridley and Cooper? And there's not that Ridley's much age difference either. That's that's too big of a gap, right? Yeah, I, mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, you took Ridley with your fourth pick, and that was like 10 guys ago. Um, yeah, more. I think Ridley's more consistent. I think Amari Cooper's stronger, has the better body. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And there's still a ton of talented players here that that have a chance to be top five guys on this list or have in the past been top five guys on a list like that. Who you got at 23? I just mentioned him a minute ago, uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, if, if I was picking from now until eternity between Deontay and Claypool, I'd have a tough time. I think Deontay is going to get more targets. I think Claypool's absolutely freakier. And he's not quite DK Metcalf, but he can fly. He's huge. I mean, little things like he led the league in pass interference calls against him last year. You know, they threw him deep and people just dragged him down after he'd run behind him. So his numbers would be a lot better. Um, Just scratching the surface, tough, physical, really good on special teams at Notre Dame. I mean, so he brings some toughness and things like that, blocking. I like I like Claypool a lot. Yeah, I saw some of that toughness in him in college, and he was so big. Yeah. And I, I I can definitely admit I missed on Claypool. I was one of those who's thinking oh, I maybe maybe bulk him up and, and maybe this is a tight end. And now that looks laughable. It does. And boy, I mean, I often reference our Steelers show, but leading into last draft when the Steelers did not have a first round pick, we did a million of those mock drafts, and I think the Steelers picked. I think Claypool was the fiftieth pick in the draft, whatever it was, middle second round. And never took him once in a mock, you know, like I, I thought of him more as a early three, late two in a super deep receiver draft. And frankly, my Steeler fandom, the second they drafted him, I kind of went, uh, and I was just wrong about him. <laughs> He's better than mm-hmm. that. He'd be a first rounder if he redid it, you know? Pretty amazing. We are at pick 24 here. We'll finish up the end of our top 30 rest of career wide receivers next. 
All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how how did you hear about us box. They know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Speaking of wide receivers who have been atop and maybe number one on this list not that long ago, still only 28 years old, uh, a lot of injuries now, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'm going to put him in here because he's too talented. I don't know what the rest of his career is going to look like, but uh, there's got to be something else there, right? It almost seems like, man, is he just going to be done and and be this guy who's banged up all the time, or is there more there? What, What do you expect rest of career from Odell Beckham? I remember I referenced those receiver ranks I did. He was the hardest guy to rank of the group. Um, To your point, you know, the dynasty stuff I do, I think even just like two or three years ago, he's the first pick overall in a dynasty startup draft. I mean, and he owned that title for several years, but it makes you wonder. I mean, he hasn't done much in a Browns uniform. I saw some little clip of him running unbelievably fast up up an incredibly steep treadmill this morning. So, it, you know, who knows? I mean, that's a, well, as long as he doesn't get hit clip. or have to move, then he's going to be good. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I, I think he worries about his brand a little bit. Is his heart in it to be the best? I'm just throwing that out there. I don't right. know. I mean, he could be the best receiver in the league this year. I mean, I, I believe that. And it's also something to remember because you project guys out. So we took Justin Jefferson. Uh, he was the first pick for me. It was the second overall yeah, on our list yeah. here. And I think you don't have any qualms with him being, you know, top three, at least on this list. And, and a lot of people would put him number one, maybe after the rookie yeah, season yeah. he had last year. And it was a, it was a, a rookie season that was very reminiscent of Odell Beckham's rookie season. And right. Odell's only 28. So we're like we're talking about the the next decade for all these guys. Careers can go in insane directions. You never know which direction this is going to go. So a guy like Odell, where you're expecting him to be still a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, and if not higher when he's 28 years old, as we expect for A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson and D.K. Metcalf, that's not the way things go. No, right. Again, there was a, a pretty long stretch where... I thought Julio and Antonio Brown were the best receivers in the league, but I put Odell also in their tier because he didn't belong in the tier below. He would have been much better than everybody else, not named Julio or AB, but I thought he was a clear third. I mean, he could be number one this year. I mean, could he have a better season than 
Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, Stefan Diggs, huge producers from the last couple of years. Without question. No doubt. Without question. No doubt. So I'm up here, right? Uh, this is number 25 overall, yes. Okay. Um, some of these teams have two. You know, we just mentioned two Steelers. I just took Judy a little bit ago. I'm going to take his partner in tr- crime, Cortland Sutton. He's another one. I just think that being robbed of that season last year as a 25-year-old now, he's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Um, if we pulled Vic Fangio in, in our podcast and gave him true serum and he said, I like Sutton a little more than Judy, I would understand. You know, I mean, he is a big-bodied downfield guy with a lot of ability. I just think he gets a little forgotten right now. I like that pick a lot. You're right. Definitely out of sight, out of sight, out of mind with Cortland Sutton. It's a little bit like the Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb thing with he and Jerry Judy. You're projecting Judy to own that group and, and be the number one eventually. But right now it's still Cooper and Sutton until further notice. And we might see that this year. So it might take Judy even an extra year to really own that thing if Sutton comes back strong. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I mean, they may not... They may never be a one and a two. I mean, they're very different skill sets. But just imagine what that that passing core would do with a Rodgers or a Watson or somebody like that. There were so many good rookie receivers last year and so many good rookie receiver seasons. The guy that gets lost a little bit, and especially since they just drafted another top five wide receiver, is Cincinnati Bengals' T. Higgins. six four, yeah. uh, gets open down the field, makes plays, uh, Reports are that he's working hard and is looking a little bit quicker and, and faster this year, which is one of the knocks on him coming out of college. He had an awesome season, 900 receiving yards there. And uh, I like T. Higgins a lot. And um, I think he should not be forgotten in this group. And obviously, you have the good young quarterback there to distribute the ball. So you can't, I mean, you, you can. You can support numerous wide receivers in that Bengals offense, ideally, if Joe Burrow comes back healthy and he's the guy we saw in the first half of last year. He was going to destroy rookie passing records before his ACL injury. So uh, give me T. Higgins. I'm not too worried about his career, even though Jamar Chase is showing up on the other side. It's funny. I've considered him with, like, my last three picks. You know, know, like, he's been in that mix. He's been on the tip of my tongue a couple times. And how amazing is this exercise we're doing that a 22-year-old T. Higgins lasts until the 26th pick in our wide receiver draft. You know, like, that's just a perfect example of me of he is immensely valuable. And we took 25 guys ahead of him. And I don't think any of us batted an eye saying, wow, that guy never, we, we picked him too early. <laughs> you know, that's a great point. And, and another thing with T. Higgins is the over-evaluation process sometimes in the draft. He was awesome at Clemson. You know, awesome. and he's now he's really good in the NFL. It shouldn't be that surprising, but you you pick all the nits and all of these players. Eh, maybe he's a little sluggish, maybe a little slow. Maybe it was the quarterback. Maybe it was the offense at Clemson. But uh, T. Higgins was too good for too long. You're like, oh yeah, he's just good. He's great. Yeah. What what don't we like about him? You know? <laughs> yeah. What is it again that we don't like? Uh, so a nice little pick by the Bengals in the second round last year. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Twenty seven. This is a guy that I feel. Go ahead. Uh, I was What's just that? saying it was. Uh, we're at the twenty seven overall. This is a guy that I feel like most people would have drafted by now, and I think it's just been a little too long. I worry about him, though. I think the Giants overspent on Kenny Galladay, and that might be a guy that comes to bite them a little bit. He's already 27. Didn't see much from him last year, but he's good. You know, like, eventually you just take him, and he's a jump ball guy. He's big. He's pretty decent after the catch. He's not really for me, 
but at the 27th pick in a wide receiver draft, one of the highest paid receivers in the league, it's time to time to snatch him off the board. Yeah, and he's not. He's an old player for how long he's been on the radar, just because he was a little bit older when he came in the league, but still 27 years old, right? Yeah, 27. And yeah, I mean, just, they get, he's got a lot of money. I mean, he deserves, he deserves to be in this top 30, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's the same age as Evans and Cooper and Allen Robinson, and you think of him as a little younger than that, but it's not like any of those guys are falling off a cliff. <laughs> no, that's right. That, that's well put. Oh, this is tough because I only have two picks left. There's going to be some really good players left off of this list. Big I'm going to go with DJ Chark here from the Jacksonville mm. Jaguars. Still only 24. He's got some dynamic speed. Uh, I can't wait to see what that looks like with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and he's absolutely the number one there. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, he's he's still got a ton of potential in his career to be much higher than this. I like it. Um he was he was super frustrating for fantasy owners last year, but I'm not sure that I blame him. His circumstances couldn't have been worse. Um, when he came out of LSU, I thought he was going to be like a a Devery Henderson, you know, a fast just down the seat or you know outside the numbers mm-hmm. guy, but not real physical. Um, he's much more than that. He's developed more, and we really saw it two years ago, um, much more so than I think I expected. I expect a big year from him. But it's funny you took him because with my last pick, I'm taking LaVisca Chenault. Okay. And, like, I don't want him for fantasy. I don't know that ja- the Jags will ever use him correctly. But on Team Williamson that I'm building for scratch, give me that guy. I mean, he is such a powerful Julio-like mover in the open field. You can hand him the ball. But I think there's so much untapped potential as just even a true receiver. All the gimmicky stuff is fine, and I would use that for sure if you had this guy, but I want him running out routes and digs and, you know, all the above. I just think he's immensely talented. I do worry about a new regime coming in that might not know how to utilize him, and it sounds like they're trying to give his role to Travis Etienne there, who they just spent a first-round draft pick on and convert him into a quasi-wide receiver maybe even. So that worries me about how they look at Chenault, but he's too talented and too physical. Once they got into spring camp and once they get into training camp, they'll probably realize, oh, we should probably utilize this guy a little bit. Yeah, I'm smarter than them, though, so I'm going to use him right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would hire, I, I would 100% hire Matt Williamson to run my personnel department over Trent Baalke. I, I would do that. <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever be used right. I really hope they don't think he's Cordero Patterson. Uh, I maybe even his his next team after his first contract grabs him and turns him into a stud. I would just love my receiver coach to work with that guy. There's a ton of younger players that I want to draft here, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with the oldest player on this list. Maybe the only player that is above the age of 30 that we have drafted yet. And I'm going to finish Ooh. it up with Julio Jones, who still belongs in uh, the top he 30 here. That. And I think his rest of career, even the next two years of his career. And I, we talked about how, crazy careers can go uh, his next couple of years is going to be more productive than somebody else on this list who's already been drafted right like i love elijah moore who's 21 who's never played a snap in the league but you just took julio freaking jones with the 30th pick in the <laughs> right. draft if you get two years out of him or 12 games a season he still is often going to be the best player on the field right he might be the best receiver versus the in guy that went number one on this list this year Right. I mean, that's not far-fetched at all. I mean, you might not get a lot out of them, but what you do is going to be amazing. Uh, injuries 
don't derail him as much as people think. I, th- I think he plays through them all the time. All this Julio news of late, I've often thrown out there. I think Jerry Rice and Randy Moss are the only two that have had better careers than him. And I've gotten no blowback saying I'm crazy. Uh, I think you know he averages 95 yards a game, and a lot of those games he left you know for stints because of injuries and stuff. It's by far the most ever. Absolutely. Uh, some names that are honorable mentions that were tough to leave off this list. You know, some veterans like Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup. There was uh, Juju. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is still only 24 years old, which blows mm-hmm. my mind. You've got some Adam Thielen, you know, another guy who's 30 years old. Rashawn Bateman, a first-round rookie. Couldn't find space for him on this list. I really like Michael Gallup, a Debo Samuel. So there's a number of guys that we left on this list. Mike Williams? Yeah, tons of them. Um, another guy, two guys that I was super high on coming out of school. And one of them, we just haven't seen yet. I mentioned Elijah Moore. I, I would take Moore over Bateman. Um, I loved Michael Pittman a year ago, too. Uh, if I would have seen more from his rookie season, uh, I, I absolutely would have grabbed him. But I bet that if we do this one year from now, Pittman will be one of the top 30. Oh, and Henry Ruggs, who John yeah, Gruden right, right. was talking up recently, said there's going to be a big jump coming this year for the the first wide receiver that was selected in last year's draft. Okay. I mean, I think everyone says, boy, Ruggs was a flop. All he is is speed. He was more than that coming out of Alabama. He struggled with man coverage a lot. Um, there were also times the car didn't pull the trigger when Ruggs was downfield. That you know, I you would don't know if change. that's a great combination, Carr and Ruggs. I don't. I, that's not the perfect quarterback for Henry Ruggs. To put it that way, uh, when they made that pick, I thought the same thing. I will say Carr was a lot more aggressive last year than he's been in previous seasons, and that wasn't all Ruggs is you know uh, doing. But that was an odd combo to begin with, especially with, you know, Lamb on the board. There is that element of I want to see him take a slant to the house that we saw him do at Alabama. We didn't really see that kind of, you know, catch and run ability because he's fearless and he'll make a catch in a crowd. He'll go up and get the ball. There's definitely more there for Henry Ruggs. There is. There is. Um, I didn't consider him, though. Like I didn't either. I'm not sure it'd have been in my top 40. There was no place to fit him in on the list. Yeah, we we still got to see it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some guys here that are unproven. But he he worries me compared to the top 30. Like, he never crossed my mind with any of my picks. Good stuff. That is the top 30 wide receivers. Keenan Allen's a guy that got shorted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Keenan Allen deserves to be there <laughs> He's pretty damn good. Yeah, he probably just is right after Julio Jones, right? Because then it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar idea. Like, getting older, where's the end, but so productive. And, you know, injuries also piling up. Could it end very quickly all of a sudden? So it's hard versus some of these younger guys that are 22 years old that have all this talent to take rest of career of Keenan Allen versus those guys. But yeah, he did get disrespected here. A little bit, yeah. Absolutely. All right, good stuff. Top 30, I'll post it on Twitter so everybody can see the entire rundown of our list. Thanks for listening. Be back next week. Have a great weekend. Peacock and Williamson.